Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian coordinator for Faith FM. If you like to make a comment or your questions being answered, you could text me on 0401-305-077 or email me at ioncrita@yahoo.com. That's I-O-N-C-R-E-T-A at yahoo.com. Our theme for this week is the Bible and end time events. And our big questions, what the Bible say about prophecy? Who will control the world? What are the signs of the times? How will the world end? And what is Satan's agenda? Our co-host today is Joseph Maticek. Joseph is our uh, general secretary of the Adventist Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia. Joseph, welcome to the program. Thank you, Nick. It's great to be here. It's good to have you with us, uh, Joseph. Before we get to the questions, is there anything you'd like to point out about prophecy and the Bible? Yeah, look, uh, that's... Yes, there is, Nick. Um, a prophecy is a, a section uh, of the Bible. It's, it's a fascinating part of the Bible, really. Um, the first thing I wanted to point out is that uh, prophecy actually is one of the greatest evidence of the inspiration of the Bible. When we see the, the, the prophecies, when we study them, and when we see their fulfillment, um, they, are, they are incredible. And the only way we can really explain it is the fact that they are divinely inspired. Uh, the other aspect that I'd like to point out uh, about prophecy in the Bible is that uh, many Christians ignore the prophecies, uh, particularly the books of Daniel and and especially the book of Revelation. Um, and I think there's probably a couple of reasons for that, Nick. One is uh, they, they they probably just see that that's probably not as – they don't consider them as important as as some other passages of scriptures, particularly the other aspects of the New, uh, New Testament, for example. Uh, another reason maybe the Christians ignore uh, studying the prophecies is that they see them as too hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, now – and that brings me to my other point that I wanted to make in general about prophecy in the Bible, and that is that uh, prophecies do take effort to actually understand. Uh, they're not always as straightforward, Nick, as uh, as it is when you read some of the the stories in the Bible or some of the uh, the the you know the Gospels, for example. They, sure. they do require a bit of effort. However, having said all that. Uh, the effort is well worth it uh, because when we discover what the prophecies are pointing to, what they reveal, and uh, what they have, uh, you know, when they have been fulfilled, what they what they were referring to, they truly enrich our lives and our faith and give us hope, meaning, and purpose for the future. That's great, and just predictions is very difficult, especially uh, if it's about the future. <laughs> and uh, Joseph, what do you think? about predictions. It's interesting. Uh, there have been lots of predictions made over time, Nick. Uh, let me just share a couple. These are quite interesting. For example, it was back in 1903 uh, that this advice was given to Henry Ford, of course, the inventor of the motor vehicle. This advice was given to him uh, in 1903 such as this. 
the horse is here to stay, the automobile is only a fad. <laughs> now, uh, that was a prediction that was made. And, uh, Nick, how wrong that prediction has proven to be. And we cannot live without those uh, uh, machines on four wheels. <laughs> That's exactly right. They, they completely dominate our lives, and uh, we wouldn't know life without them now. Uh, then another prediction, um, in 1927... Um, HMN Warner made uh, this prediction, who the hell wants actors to talk? Well, uh, that, that just shows how that, that, that has also been a false prediction and um, actors who talked and talk and, and act and um, movies have really developed over time. Uh, th- there's another interesting one, Nick, that I, I find fascinating. Um, in 1943, uh, Thomas Watson uh, made this prediction. I think there is a world market for maybe five computers. Wow. That's an incredible prediction. Our program today on Faith FM is all running through computers, and our world and our lives are completely uh, governed now by computers. And uh, who would have thought? And that, that, that prediction there was uh, well off the mark. And so, yeah, there, there's just some, some examples, Nick, of, of predictions that uh, – uh, that simply did not come come to pass. Um, so, yeah, predicting the future, as you asked at the beginning, predicting the future can be quite risky. Mm. Uh, Joseph, the prophets who wrote the ancient scriptures use mysterious symbols and time codes to describe over 1,000 startling and specific predictions. What the Bible prophets predicted for our days a rapid increase in technology, as we just mentioned, and um, a peace of life. A union of religion and political powers causing war and destruction. Greedy capitalists who use the cheap labor for the poor. A global economic um, collapse. Destruction of the environment. The formation of global politics and the globalization of the world. What are the keys that unlock the secrets prophecy? And we have a question here, uh, Joseph. Who claims the ability to truly know the future? Let's let's go uh, to the book of Isaiah to answer that question, Nick. Uh, Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 and 10 uh, says this to us. And uh, it's God speaking. He says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done. Now, Joseph, mystics and uh, astrologers have been attempting to predict the future for thousands of years. We heard about that thing, horoscope, and uh, people are, you know, searching that, some of them daily, to just find out about their life and the, the future of their life. That's right. So there's a there's an interest in in the future, and uh, uh, that and the horoscopes are certainly one of the the, the, the sources where people go to these days, Nick. Uh, but uh, you know, we just need to be careful, I guess, where we go to to look for predictions of the future. We saw that, uh, like like we mentioned, some of those uh, predictions that were made either about the computer or the or the motor vehicle. How wrong they've proven to be. Isaiah here. Uh, tells us that God is the one who declares the end from the beginning. 
in other words, Nick, ultimately God is the only one who really knows the future. Uh, he, he, he's the one, you know, elsewhere scripture says that he's from everlasting to everlasting. He, he's eternal. He, he always is. And so he is the ultimate source, uh, of, of knowledge, of, of information and, and of truth. Um, he's the only one that can truly predict mm. the future. Absolutely. And, you know, there are people who attempt to do all sorts of things. I remember back in 2012, there was a prediction about, you know, talking about the May, uh, uh, Mayan calendar and the end of the world, the end of time. Now, 2012 come and gone. That's right. And uh, didn't happen. That's right. I mean, is that that people should dismiss the prophecy of the Bible because the prediction of some people, they, uh, does, they don't come true? Is that the same thing with the Bible? Yeah, good question. No, no, people should not dismiss the Bible just because there have been uh, people out there who've claimed to to make predictions and then we see that they haven't come true. Uh, you're right. I mean, you mentioned there the Mayan calendar, for example. People, Some people thought that that was going to predict that the world was going to end. Uh, and there have been other people who have been out claiming that the world would end according to their various interpretations of Bible prophecy, Nick. Even though those predictions have not come to pass, and and we could we could spend an entire program here going through the various predictions that have happened over the years uh, of of various individuals or even groups out there who who have claimed that they've used the Bible. So there there needs to be a level of of caution and care. But just because there have been a number of predictions that have proven to be false does not mean that that, that the Bible does not contain true predictions that we need to study carefully and research and find out. And then with that thing, who can only predict the future, Joseph? Yeah, it's, it's only God. And uh, he, 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 as we'll see in just a moment, he, he has revealed it, however, through Scripture and through uh, humble, careful study of that, we are able to, to discover that uh, for ourselves as well. And with over a thousand clear prophecies and one third of the Bible devoted to prophecy, you can take God's challenge as a test if he is real and can truly predict the future. That's right. We have um, uh, also uh, heard about, you know, the King Cyrus in the Bible. King Cyrus commanded the rebuilding of the Jewish temple as a result of the prophecies contained in the book of Daniel, Isaiah and Jeremiah. This was a pagan king, but he heard about the predictions and the prophecy of the Bible, and he acted accordingly. He, to took, that. he took them seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. There are some other mm. great men in the in the Bible. Do you uh, anybody can in, come in your mind? Yeah, I'm thinking of Alexander the Great, uh, the great uh, leader of the of the, of the Greeks. Um, he spared the city of Jerusalem from destruction, and he worshipped actually in its temple uh, after he was shown uh, the prophetic book of Daniel. Uh, so he he also took uh, quite seriously the predictions that that were were taking place there. And also, uh, Jesus Christ, he referred to yes. uh, prophecies <laughs> in the Bible, and he followed the prophecies of the Bible. He knew the book of Daniel. His life and death were also perfectly matched to the prophecies contained in the Old Testament. Yeah, Jesus himself, Jesus actually specified 
the book of Daniel, Nick, uh, he, he, he said to, uh, in Matthew 24, when he talked about, uh, the signs of the coming and the end of the world, he, he actually sp- identified the book of Daniel as, as the one book that we ought to pay he, uh, take heed of and pay attention to. Absolutely. And you know, leaders politi- uh, in politics, you know, they also, um, Pay attention to the prophecies of the Bible. Just come in, uh, in mind, Ronald Reagan, for example. <laughs> he worked closely together with the leader of the church, with the, the Pope of that time, Paul, uh, John Paul II, mm. uh, to work on a plan to overthrow the communism because they feared uh, the prophecies about the Battle of Armageddon. And at that time, you know, they thought that the, you know, the, Russians and the Cold War, you know, all that uh, situation, it could be the thing. Uh, people are really looking into these sort of things, you know. Um, Adolf Hitler, mm. another uh, character, you know, in the Bible, and we, are, we not, don't have time today to talk about uh, uh, this uh, character, you know, what he did and all those things. Um, but, yeah, Saddam Hussein, all those uh, people, they all did certain things considering that they may fulfill uh, prophecy of the Bible. I remember uh, Saddam Hussein, they, he was working on rebuilding Babylon. Mm. But uh, obviously the Bible was not talking about that particular thing. Now, what does God reveal? Uh, who does God reveal his secrets through? Mm. Uh, Amos chapter 3 a little book of Amos in the Old Testament, Nick, answers that question for us. Amos chapter 3 and verse 7 says this, Surely the Lord God does, does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Prophets uh, obviously often made predictions for the future or prophecies as we um, mention it. Jesus warned against false prophets. And we just mentioned uh, some of those uh, people just a bit earlier about uh, um, uh, the person who uh, talked about the uh, prophecy about the end of the world and the uh, mayor calendar. And he was totally wrong and he had to to hide himself Mm. because of that. The scripture are the benchmark of testing true versus false prophecy. When will be uh, when will the secrets of prophecy be revealed? If we go to the book of Daniel, chapter twelve, uh, in verse four, there we read this: "But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase." Mm. And what do you know about? Revelation, uh, Joseph. We have a book in the Bible uh, called Revelation. What that means? Yeah. Uh, so the, 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 the book of Revelation uh, and the book of Daniel, really, Nick, are the two main books uh, that, that uh, contain a lot of the prophecies about the future. Uh, 
Uh, and Daniel, Daniel, for example, here it says that um, that book was to be sealed until the time of the end. Notice that that's an important phrase, mm-hmm. time of the end, not the end time, the time of the end. That's a period, a period before the end. Uh, it says there that many will run to and fro and knowledge will increase. Running to and fro is, is, an, is an expression, is an idiom uh, referring to people see, search, searching Going here and there, searching through, and 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 we find that's actually what took place in the, in in um, about the starting from about the seventeen hundreds onward. People really started getting an interest in the book of Daniel, and then it says here uh, the last phrase, and knowledge shall increase. Now you asked about Revelation, so that that's that's. Uh, the last book of the Bible, uh, a book that's been of fascination and misunderstanding. However, the word itself, revelation, comes uh, at its root means to reveal. Uh, it comes from the Greek word apocalypto um, or apocalypse. Apocalypse, which means to reveal a secret, to to, to 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 be revealed. So it's actually meant to be understood. Even though people thinking that uh, Revelation is a closed book, you cannot understand it. Too many symbols and yeah. things there, and many people will say, "Oh, don't even look into into that." But the, actually, even the name of the book, it's very uh, you know clear. Absolutely, the revelation of Jesus Christ, and of course that involves uh, everything what's written in this book, all the. Um, prophecies and uh, symbols and so on and so forth. Um, very interesting. How did God reveal his secrets to his prophets? Is there a way uh, in which God communicates with his servants? Yeah, we, we, we have actually a one quite specific uh, reference to that in the book of Numbers, chapter 12. The Bible says there, Then he said, he, this is God speaking, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Mm, there are ways in the vision or in a dream God can speak to, to us. Uh, also, in, um, another question which we can look at, what is the purpose of Bible prophecy? Uh, Jesus said this uh, to help us understand the purpose of, of prophecy and, and predictions. Um, he, he said this in the Gospel of John, John chapter 14 and verse 29. He said, And now I have told you before it comes to pass that when it does come to pass, you may believe. Mm. That's a really important point, Nick. Uh, what it's telling us is the purpose of prophecy is given to us not so we can just predict the future, not just so we can be uh, able to forecast what's going to take going to take place and and uh, and and um, speculate and and whatever else. Uh, it, the reason it's given is so that uh, we are to see that when it gets fulfilled. Then we were able to look back and say, aha, that's what the Bible spoke about. In other words, Nick, um, prophecies and uh, yeah, biblical prophecies really make sense to us when they come to pass, when they are fulfilled. And then when we see that, as Jesus is indicating, then, uh, th- th- then we may believe. In other words, they really build our faith then or, or confirm our faith then, I should say, uh, once we see uh, how the fulfillments have, have actually taken, taken place. 
that gives you confidence. It does. It, it, it certainly does give you confidence. Yeah, mm. uh, it, it means that we need to be uh, we, we need to be careful prior to the fulfilment. Uh, think, for example, just just to illustrate here, uh, the, the Jews um, in the lead up to. The, the coming of the Messiah, they had a picture of what the Messiah was going to come like. Um, and then when the Messiah came and he acted not according to their uh, preconceived ideas, mm-hmm. uh, they rejected him ultimately yes. because they said that's not how we anticipated the Messiah to come. So there's a level of caution there. We need to be careful until we see things fulfilled. Then we can look and look back and say, ah, that's what the how it was to be fulfilled. And then it confirms our faith, and yes, as you said, it, it does certainly give us confidence. And Joseph, do we have in the Bible passages which will um, tell us what approach does God use to outline his prophecies? The book of Revelation, and the way it starts, gives us one of the best insights into how God, how God worked, how, how, um, uh, how he would reveal. Now, we, we saw a little bit earlier, Nick, uh, where, where God said that if there's a prophet, he will reveal himself through visions and through dreams. And that's what, often, that's what God often did. Mm. Not always, though. Uh, at, at times he spoke directly. Uh, but uh, if we go to Revelation chapter 1 uh, and verse 1, Nick, and, and, and I read here, it says this, right? It, it opens up with these words. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must surely take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John. What we find here, Nick, is that, uh, I guess a couple of things. One, one is you find the, the, the process, if you like. Uh, the process is uh, that the message is, ult- is ultimately God. It's divinely inspired uh, that he, ga- he says he gave to Jesus, who revealed it to his servants, and he, they were signified by his angel to his servant John. So it went from God to Jesus to 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 John, who then wrote it wrote it down for uh, for the for the believers for people to, to read. The other interesting thing here is um, that. That, that that message it says he he sent and signified it. That's an interesting choice of term S- to signify. Uh, signify at, at the at the uh, heart of that is the word sign. Mm-hmm. Signify. So it, it, it it's put in a, it's put in a sign, or we could say it's it's uh, in other words it's it's in a symbol, and that's why we find that a lot of prophecies are couched in symbols. Mm, that's so true, uh, Joseph. The prophecy, the prophetic symbols. Also, we are going to look into uh, just in a moment. You you heard about this, and people are um, uh, opening their eyes when you mention six six six, the mark of the beast, the great red red dragon, the seal of God, Armageddon, and uh, all those things. The Lord's Day, Antichrist. You know, these are things which even people who are not necessarily very well, um, uh, you know, learn into the Bible, they know about, about these things. Um, over 60 symbols can be identified in Bible prophecy. Numerals, for example, num- uh, numbers are used in prophecy to convey a symbolic meaning. What do you need to do to gain the most benefit 
from the Bible prophecy. Yeah. Uh, so what, what what you need to gain, Nick, is um, an understanding. And, and let me read now from Revelation where we read just before. We read Revelation 1, 1 before. Now if we go to Revelation 1, 3, it says this, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. According to this uh, passage, for Nick, uh, what we need in order to gain the most benefit from Bible prophecy are three things. Number one, to read. Number two, to hear the words of the prophecy, uh, which was suggesting we, we need to actually pay attention. Uh, we, we need to uh, read it carefully and, and endeavor to understand it. And the third thing it's, uh, we need to do is to keep those things. In other words, actually take it, uh, take it on board, uh, accept the message, uh, believe it, uh, and, and um, apply it to our lives. So read it, hear it, and keep it mm. is what Revelation 1-3 is saying. And put it in action. That's right. Uh, those things which you learn. It's not good enough if you just learn about things, but uh, don't put in action. That's right. Why was the Bible written in mysterious symbols, Joseph? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's that's really getting to the heart of a lot of uh, how the prophecies are are, are written and expressed. Um, uh, to answer that question, it's probably best to, when we go to, to the passage in Luke chapter eight, uh, the words of Jesus uh, when he was speaking, and, and Jesus uh, used symbols. Uh, Jesus spoke in, in parables, um, which, which, which that had meanings, um, and uh, and people wondered. And, and, and in fact, uh, the disciples of Jesus came and, and they, they questioned why was he doing that, and, and commented that you know people were wondering why Jesus was using that that method. And in response to that, he, Jesus said these words: Luke chapter eight and verse ten. He said. To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables that seeing they may not see and hearing they might not understand. Mm. Interesting words here, Nick. Like, initially think, why is Jesus saying that? Wouldn't he want everyone to, to see and understand? And yet he's saying... That seeing they may not see. Uh, so I guess it's interesting here. Essentially, Jesus was mindful, Nick, of the fact that, um, you know, when, when you have some significant information, when you have some very important material, that, that, that needs to be treated with respect. Uh, it, it need, and, and not only that, um, it, it's, it's something that people who are uh, genuinely seeking, people who are going to appreciate it, are the ones that are going to, to understand it. The, the words, the teachings of Jesus, uh, he particularly knew that it was his disciples and those who were seeking would get it. Now, there were all sorts of people around there at that time who, who wouldn't really appreciate it. And so Jesus, in order to still get the message across, uh, had to speak in a way that those people would, would get the message. There were also particular religious leaders who who were looking to catch Jesus out. Yet Jesus wanted to convey, had to, you know, was keen on conveying the message. And so he he he, he in this occasion he, he would use parables so that um, those who were who, who were really searching would be able to understand it. Now applying that now to why we find uh, symbols in the Bible, symbols are there for. For a number of reasons, Nick. Uh, 
going on from that. One reason for, for, for the symbols that we find is that it's there for protection. Mm-hmm. For protection. Uh, for example, there, we have a number of prophecies in the Bible that predicted the downfall of empires. Uh, and and that is and that described uh, world powers and nations in not very flattering terms. Uh, and so the Bible was at risk of being destroyed uh, by those who opposed God's people or, or denied God's teachings. And that's why any predictions that referred to those powers had to be couched in symbols, mm-hmm. uh, because if those powers immediately identified, oh, that's that's us. It's depicting our demise. Hey, we need to go and destroy. Instru- destroy that information that would that could have led to the destruction of the Bible. So it was couched in symbol to protect the message. That's a good one. Um, the, the the prophecies were placed, if you like, in a code form for their for their protection, and that's what Jesus was getting at. He's saying, seeing they will not see, and hearing they they may not understand. That's why the prophecies were cloaked in symbolism. Another reason, Nick, that we find that the prophecies uh, contain symbols is that it is to increase faith. You know, uh, and I mentioned this at the start, a lot of people don't study prophecies because they think, oh man, it's too hard to understand. You're reading these various symbols and terms we don't, don't understand or don't really make sense to us. So it does take time and commitment to understand it. But if you put the effort in, and as you'll see, one, one of the, the, the beauties of Scripture or, or interpreting Scripture is you compare Scripture with Scripture. Compare the, 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 the simpler with the more complex ones and you unlock the meaning. You, you then discover uh, the keys to, to, the, the, to these symbols. And through that, your faith actually increases as you learn more about God and see His amazing love and care for people uh, throughout, throughout history. Mm. And also, there are there to communicate effectively because we learn about that there are all sorts of symbols there yes. in a prophecy you know uh, i just just comes in my mind if you see somebody you know wearing a t-shirt with a uh, whatever a, a tick there or a sign you know which brand is that that's right or if you use a, a computer you know and have a specific uh, um, you know uh, L- logo, logo there branding, you yes. know which one you <laughs> You use, you that, know, or the other person uses. It's yeah, important to communicate effectively. That's exactly right. I mean, yeah, we we, we are very familiar with symbols. Uh, so even though symbol, we might think symbols are hard to understand. They're actually not, Nick. What what you're saying there is uh, a symbol can immediately convey uh, an image to us and and an understanding. Yeah. Uh, such as some of the the very well known symbols or logos of uh, of companies that they are. As soon as you see them, you immediately know. You talk about the nick, uh, the, the the tick. Sorry, that's 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 the Nike symbol, isn't it? I mean, yes. that's that's universally recognised. Uh, it, it's just a symbol, but it represents an entire brand, a company, uh, clothing, footwear, you name it. And and, and same with you know, Bible symbols. You know, one of the symbols we'll see is that the Bible will use a symbol of uh, animals or, or beasts, uh, and um, yeah, even these days we, 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 we will use that to represent uh, nations or countries. And I think we'll touch on that in just a moment. Yes. And listener, um, stay with us for the rest of the programs for this week and uh, further because we are going to really look into some of those uh, symbols. Joseph, I think it's just a, a right time to take a short break now. Mm. We'll play a song and we'll be back. Uh, please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We are uh, going to be back in a minute and you are listening to Faith FM.
was a family Bible on the table Its pages worn and hard to read But the family Bible on the table Will ever be my key to memory At the end of day When work was over And when the evening meal was done Dad would read to us From the family Bible And we'd count our many blessings One by one I can see us sitting round the table Family Bible Dad read I can hear my mother softly singing Rock of Ages, Rock of Ages, cliff for me Now this old world of ours is filled with trouble This old world would so much better be Singing rock of ages left for me. I can see us sitting round the table from the family Bible that read. I can hear my mother softly singing rock of ages, rock of ages left. 
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Krita. Our co-host today is Joseph uh, Maticic. Our big question for today is what does the Bible say about prophecy? And you're just listening to a beautiful song by uh, Chatelier Family, uh, Family Bible. And how important it is to bring that Bible on the table and to share with the family what is written in the Bible. It's amazing, Joseph. I, I really like that song. Mm. And uh, it's quite relevant with uh, what we are uh, talking today. Uh, now, Joseph, we answered some questions, but there are, there are more. Who is the central character of Bible prophecy? Yeah, this is a really important one, Nick, to, to keep in mind because when we get, really get into prophecy and we look at, we're looking at a lot of those symbols and uh, uh, trying to understand the meaning. We can kind of think that it's it, it's a it's it's almost detached from the rest of the Bible, but it's not because the, the central character of the Bible uh, we we find, for example, in the Book of Revelation, right at the very start, the the, the introduction. To that book, the opening words, Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, says to us that it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. So whatever the symbols and the prophecies may be, uh, they they somehow are, are connected to, to Jesus. Although the prophecies might be outlining uh, future events, the focus of the Bible prophecies is Jesus Christ. And there are many prophecies, actually, that refer specifically to Jesus, describing unique names, uh, his appearance, his character, the way he interacts with his people, and um, and, and so we find them yeah, relating to Jesus. But, uh, yeah, always at the heart of prophecy is Jesus Christ. Mm. And to understand prophecy, it's very important to find the keys which can unlock and make you understand those prophecies. What are some of the keys to understand prophecy? One, there are a few keys, and, and these are important to, to highlight, uh, Nick. N- number one is we need to understand the symbols. Understand the symbols. Now, uh, we, we can probably talk a little bit further about that, but uh, um, we find that there, there are there are symbols, and so that means that they are they represent something else. Okay. For example, in the Bible, we we heard about the Lamb of God. John the Baptist says. Behold the Lamb of God. I mean, that was not the Lamb coming towards him. It was Jesus himself, but he knew what the Lamb represents. That's exactly right. And he knew because uh, we have in Scripture, we have a number of references um, to uh, the animal sacrifices, and the lamb was was one of the common animal sacrifices, one of the more significant ones, and uh, and so he, John the Baptist, understood what the mission of Jesus was, why he came, and he was referring to the fact that Jesus would come as our ultimate sacrifice for our sins. So he came as the lamb, not not as as you said, not as a literal young sheep not not as an actual animal uh, but he, ca- he 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 came as 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 our sacrifice and so he in that occasion he he used that that symbol for him and so yeah we have many other uh, symbols throughout and, the bible and another key joseph which i believe will be quite important to know and to understand that to pray for spiritual enlightenment that's really really important nick uh, because uh, the bible tells us that spiritual things are spiritually discerned 
Um, in other words, uh, the Bible is unlike any other book. Uh, prior to us coming to the Bible, we must always begin uh, w- with prayer. We must ask that God will help us to understand it because, uh, uh, as I said, it's, it's, not, it's not like any, any other book. Um, it, it is, it's divinely inspired, and the same God um, who, who inspired the Bible, the, 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 the same Holy Spirit who um, uh, inspired the writers to write it down is the same Spirit that we can uh, seek to guide us as, as we read, and that is the way that we can understand it. So we must always begin with, with prayer um, and seek God to, and His Spirit to help us in, in our reading before we actually embark on Bible study. Yes, and Joseph, even if we drive on the roads, you know, you're going from, uh, let's say, a state to the next yes. one, and sometimes you're looking for some signs there, you know, to see the direction, to uh, to understand. Is that uh, that the prophecy can be also as a signpost in time? Okay, so yeah, so that, that's 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 another key to understanding Bible prophecy, and that is uh, to see that the, it it is. It is like identifying markers or signposts, as you said, um, which tells us that we are getting closer to a destination, which also, you know, when you see the signs, signs will indicate to you on the road, hey, we are on the right way, on the, on the right way. So that's, uh, that's, what, that's what these uh, symbols in prophecy are. They, they are like signposts indicating to us that we're on the right track. And talking about the Bible today, uh, is it important to allow the Bible to interpret itself or should we just uh, go with some other um, sources? Yeah, the Bible as its own interpreter is one of the, the key principles of Bible study. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what that in really indicates to us, uh, Nick, is that um, we need to compare Scripture with Scripture. We need, need to, When we read something, we need to read elsewhere what the Bible says on that topic and compare it in order to really discover uh, the fuller understanding. In fact, if we don't do that, Nick, we, we will end up in um, some uh, very dangerous, ultimately, uh, conclusions. And uh, th- there are some some tragic examples of, of people who have taken Bible teachings or, sorry, I should say, taken particular passages of the Bible and uh, and interpreted them in a particular way uh, that's led to some disastrous consequences. Um, I think of some some cults, for example, who, who who've done that. It's because they haven't followed the principle of the Bible interpreting itself, haven't compared what Bible says elsewhere uh, with that. So that's a really really important point. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the Bible is its own interpreter. Not only that, uh, it, it means that uh, any genuine person who who really wants to seek to understand the Bible. Actually, can Nick? Uh, they 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 themselves are able to to uh, read scripture and compare it with elsewhere and discover discover what it is saying. Um, we don't require and uh, some expert that has to come and and interpret it for us. Every individual genuine seeker is able to discover mm-hmm. the truth. The time is going fast today, uh, Joseph, but let's look at uh, uh, some of the key symbols mm. of uh, prophecies. We mentioned uh, a bit earlier, you know, uh, but can you talk about some other uh, symbols in the Bible? This is this is good to, to look at right now, Nick, because uh, you know, tomorrow and in, in the coming programs, um, as we go through some of these, th- these are going to be looked at in more detail. Uh, one very common symbol, the first one that comes to uh, town attention here, Nick, is uh, the symbol of of beasts that are used, beasts, uh, uh, and 
and um, you know, in the coming weeks, uh, we'll look at these in more detail. Some of these beasts are described in interesting ways. They are kind of like composite beasts, like a an animal, a beast that has four heads. Well, now that we know that's not mm. can't be literal. So it's obviously representing something. Beasts. Uh, Generally, in Bible prophecy, it will represent a kingdom or a political power uh, or, or, or some, some, some nation like that. And we can look uh, for that in Daniel chapter 7. That's right. To find some of those, uh, uh, you know, animals and beasts and whatever they represent. And Daniel chapter 7, they will yeah. be again in Daniel chapter 8 and, uh, yeah, uh, to a lesser extent over in the book of Revelation 13. And so, yes, you're right. And, you know, even uh, we like to to know about ourselves through some symbols, you know, like Australians, for example. If you say Aussie, what do you know about Aussie? Yeah, you immediately think of the kangaroo, don't you? Yeah. That's or right. Kiwis, yeah. you know, or, That's right. or like talking about the, you know, United States. Yeah, everyone will know it's the eagle there. The eagle, that's right. Yeah. Yep. But yep. in the Bible also, um, we can find symbols like talking about women, like a pure woman. Mm. What the Bible says about that? Yes, so the symbol of a woman is is a very another important symbol that's used in Bible prophecy. Uh, in fact, there, there are essentially two uh, ways that the, a symbol of the woman is used. You, you have uh, like a, a beautiful, pure woman, and then you have a uh, like an unfaithful, harlot kind of woman that, that's depicted. Both of those are mentioned in prophecy. Uh, the woman in, in Bible prophecy, Nick, refers to God's people, God's church. Mm. The pure woman, or yeah, the church, and so therefore you, you've got the two there: uh, the pure woman and and the and the false one. Do you think of any other examples? Yeah, we have a symbol uh, water. Waters are used. Reference uh, Revelation chapter seventeen uh, uh, tells us that the, the symbol of water actually represents many peoples, uh, inhabited uh, populous populous areas. And we can read that we can read that in Revelation seventeen and verse fifteen. That's right. Yep. What about day and year? You know, there are prophecies in the Bible talking about uh, uh, days and years. I give you uh, that much, you know, or do- those many days for for um, that period of time, which symbolizes in years. That's one of the most important uh, numerical codes in Bible prophecies, where we find that a day in Bible prophecy represents a year. Uh, and if you want to look that up, it's you find find that in Ezekiel chapter four and verse six, uh, also even earlier back in Numbers chapter fourteen, verse thirty-four. Um, yeah, so in Bible prophecy, Nick, a, a prophetic day equals a, a, a literal year. And I just heard about the other day. I was talking to with a Jewish man that in Hebrew, actually, many words they have uh, um, equivalent in uh, uh, numbers also. Very interesting. Uh, we can talk about that another time. Joseph, what warning does God give when interpreting prophecy? Because I believe this is a very, very important question. And let's look at this uh, before our time is up. Yeah, the, the warning is this one that's found in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 20. And the Bible says this, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private Interpretation, mm-hmm. uh, and so Nick, what we find here is is is, is a very important is, is a very important warning uh, that uh, when we approach scripture and in particular Bible prophecy, we must not bring our own 
interpretations to it? Because people will take out of context passages in the Bible and will make a, you know, a explanation of that passage in their own uh, interpretation. Mm. That's what is very dangerous to take uh, passages out of context or just uh, look up one passage of the Bible, you know. You should search around and build up uh, a case, if you like, yes. for, uh, for each one of That's these. That's right. Absolutely. Prophecies are to be interpreted uh, through understanding of the Bible, not personal guesswork. Mm. What promises does Jesus give to those who obey his word? I think this is very important one also. Revelation chapter 22 and, and verse 14 says uh, this, Nick, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates and into the city. Mm. The Bible, Nick, here promises the gift of eternal life if you choose to accept it. Uh, Choosing Jesus means more than just a a verbal affirmation. It involves loving him and and a willingness to, to obey him. Understanding the prophecies of the Bible helps us to know and to, to love God more fully because it provides a clear direction for these last days of, of Earth's history. Absolutely right. If we are going to just, um, just uh, conclude with a few points to remember um, about uh, understanding the Bible prophecies, what would you uh, recommend. Yeah, look, we, we, and we've touched on a number of things, Nick, and um, I hope that this is really gives us a, a foundation because you know tomorrow uh, you, you'll get into a, an actual specific prophecy, and should I say uh, tomorrow's prophecy, even though it's 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 quite a foundational one, it's actually one of the most powerful prophecies that, that there are, Nick. It, 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 it's an exciting... You don't want... Uh, it, the listeners must not miss tomorrow's program. It, it, it's a great one. And um, what we're talking about today is really some of the key principles. Nick, you just wanted me to sort of draw to a bit, bit of a conclusion. Let me, let me share this. Um, we haven't sort of really brought this point out. When we look at Bible prophecies, um, there's a few important points to consider. Number one, uh, the prophecy starts with the time of the Bible writer and is gradually unfolded, uh, gradually unfolds over time right through to the end. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's prophecy is a classic example of that. You'll see it's a prediction that that began in the time of the the Bible writer and it it gradually unfolds right down through history it, you'll, you'll see how remarkably it's been fulfilled right down to our day, and it continues to to the end of time. So th- that's an important point there, Nick. Um, prophecy always starts with the time of the Bible writer and gradually um, unfolds throughout history. Uh, th- there's a technical term for that, and that is that un- understanding prophecy requires this what's called this historicist mm-hmm. approach. Uh, and some some individuals, some some people, and some groups have this notion that um, prophecies refer you know, refer to just a something in the future, so a, a short period of time in the future, usually within this seven year period. Uh, they refer. Uh, there, and then there are there's this other school of thought that says no, no, no. The prophecies essentially they they've all been fulfilled in, in the past. Uh, but what we find is we actually see that. It's not an either-or. It's rather that it, it, it began not either just in the future or just in the past, but it began at the time of the writer and was gradually fulfilled o- over, over time. The second thing um, 
is, and we've talked a lot about symbols, Nick. Uh, second principle here is that the symbols were rel- understood by Bible, uh, by the Bible writers. In other words, uh, the symbols that they used were, were symbols that, that they could resonate with. God meets people where they are at is, a, is another point there. And, uh, and then another thing that I just wanted to mention is that um, uh, th- there are a number of prophecies that, that repeat each other and then expand on it. And uh, you, we'll see that as we, we come to, to the next ones there. But so, you know, in conclusion, God is the only one that knows the future, Nick. Uh, the secrets of prophecy can be understood when we allow God's Spirit to, to come into our lives to help us as we read. And above all, Jesus is the center of prophecy. And, and so, yeah, what we've looked at today uh, really is the foundation, some of the key ways of understanding um, prophecy and applying these principles, recognizing that, that symbols are there for meaning, uh, will be important as, uh, as we go through uh, this top, these topics in the coming weeks. Oh, it looks like uh, our time is up for today. Thank you for joining uh, Nick Rita and Joseph uh, Maticic on the Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when we ask who will control the world. If you like to have uh, your questions answered, you can text me on 0401-305-077 or email me at yonkrita at yahoo.com. That's I-O-N-C-R-E-T-A at yahoo.com. Really looking forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace of the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. This is in John fourteen twenty seven. May God richly bless you. And thank you very much, Joseph, for uh, joining us today. Would you like to just close with a couple of words of prayer? Father in heaven, we want to thank you that you are the one that knows the end from the beginning, that you reveal the future, and that you have outlined it to us in the Bible prophecies. Bless us as we learn more, is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Coming from your 